Thank you, Jesus. Well, you ready to get into the Word this morning? I've been preaching all kind of different things, ripping Bibles up and stuff recently. <laughs> but on our trip home from California last year, we were driving, and uh, one morning on the way back, I think it was Tennessee area somewhere, that uh, we were discussing how we made it through 2020 and 2021 and and everything, and and we were talking about faith and how some people grew during that time in their faith and how some churches even closed up during that time because of not operating in the word of faith. And, And all of a sudden, God just, I was driving, unfortunately, and uh the Lord did a download on me, and I got drunk in the Holy Spirit. Imagine driving like that. And I started laughing, laugh, and God said, teach my people faith. Teach my people faith. Hallelujah. And uh, that effect was on both of us for a lot. Yeah, laughing and crying, and just I was try- trying to drive. We didn't get too many miles done that day. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up stopping early. But, uh, you know, Sunday nights, we have kind of dedicated most of the time to some subject that has to do with growing our faith. But we really haven't done that on Sunday morning. So I wanted to uh, take this week and, you know, in the future, brings, bring some teaching like a faith refresher. Amen? To refresh our faith. Because it's one thing to... So a lot of times we think we're in faith, but actually we're in hope. Come on now. We're hoping things will happen or whatever. Uh, and you can tell the difference whether it's faith because faith is a fight. You don't have to fight with hope too much. You just, well, bless God, I just hope and pray that things will change, that we'll get better. No, no. Faith changes things. Amen. Faith is a fight. Now, uh, hey, when you're, Paul uses the illustration as a boxer. I don't see Mikey here today right yet, but, you know, I mean, he trains when there's a fight coming. He trains hard. He, he disciplines himself. He, it's work. And when we look at the good fight of faith, sometimes we say good, but we leave the fight out. Come on now. Well, it's good. I'm just rejoicing. But it's also a fight. Hallelujah. So we're going to start in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. And uh, just, just kind of hit some scriptures today. Verse 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. That's verse 1. But verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the world's were framed, fashioned, and put in order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. All faith is birthed from the word of God. You can't think it up. It has to be birthed. It has to be rhema. It has to come by revelation to you in the word of God. But there are things that we do, we fight during that time. Amen? And you'll kind of get the idea of where I'm going. Hallelujah. 
God, God spoke to Charles Capps, a great faith man. He said, my people are void of speech. My people are void of speech. Now, you notice here that Hebrews 11.3, it says God framed or fashioned what he saw, what he desired, what was in his heart, and equipped for their intended purpose by his word. And if we go back to Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 4, I'm going to read this from the Amplified. It says, in the beginning, God prepared, formed, and fashioned, and created heavens and the earth, okay? The earth was without form, and an empty waste, and darkness was upon the faces of the great, very great deep. And the Spirit of God was moving, hovering over the face of the water. And God said, and God said, well, I have the Holy Spirit. I go to a faith church. I, I you know, just, you know, I, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I'm walking in victory, and, and you're spewing the wrong things out of your mouth. You're not activating your faith. You're not, amen, come on. There's no fight in you. And it's not easy in some situ most situations when you're dealing with uh, something in your, in your physical or financial or whatever. It takes total dependence upon the word of God to where that word becomes part of you. It becomes, actually becomes you. It, it, God's word is planted on the inside of you. The Bible says that God, uh, see the Holy Spirit is here. How many of you know you have the Holy Ghost? Amen. If you don't have the Holy, the Holy Spirit, you're not born again. So you and I, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And just like in Genesis chapter 1, the Holy Spirit was there hovering, incubating. The Bible says incubating over the, the vast form and void, the chaotic mess. But the Holy Spirit, say the Holy Spirit, could not move without a voice. Whoo. Catch it now. God told Brother Caps, my people are void of speech. The Holy Spirit, the power force of all of heaven was hovering, waiting for the command of the word of God. It says God said and God saw. And if you read the, the, through chapter 1 and 2, you'll see every time God said what he desired, and then he saw it. Amen. You will never see it. You will never experience until you say it. Come on. You'll never walk in victory until you open your mouth. Now we all go through battles. I fought some battles. <laughs> Physically. Different things. The enemy always is trying to attack us. And Pastor Judy and I, we listen to healing tape almost every night, all night long. Dodie Osteen. Just scriptures. And I can say, whoo, I'm listening to that, you know. I mean, it's a good thing, listening to the word. Because your subconscious picks it up. But unless I do more than that, unless I fight the good fight of faith, I'm not going to receive the results. Unless I say, I'm not going to see. 
I've got to do something. In James, it says without faith, without corresponding actions is dead. Hmm. And James says, you say you have faith? I'll show you my faith by my works. Hallelujah. Say a good fight. Good fight of faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. I want to make sure I go in the right scriptures right now because I'm line up on line, precept upon precept. That's what we're doing today. Amen? Because I want us to get back into faith. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we talk about the Word of God. The Word of God. <laughs> one, I like, I think Gloria Copeland said, one word from God can change your life. One word. All you have to do is get one word. One word. Verse 12, for the word of, that God speaks is alive, full of power. Hallelujah. When you hold your Bible or whatever, I, I had my Bible out in the car, I should have brought it in, but there's just something. The word that God speaks when you get it inside of you. When you meditate on his word and get it, feed on it, feed on it, feed on it, and it becomes a reality to you. It's not a dead book. It is alive. Amen. Making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than a two-edged sword penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit and of joints and marrow, of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Amen. In other words, no word, no power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you want to be a successful Christian that gets their prayers answered, you're going to have to fill your life with the word of God. Amen. Amen. You will not have faith. You might have hope. Well, I hope someday. <laughs> Amen. I hope, but without that seed of the word of God, we're not going to go to Mark chapter 4 right now, but it talks about the seed being sown and the different types of ground that it gets sown in. See, the seed has a power in itself to create the miracle that you need. Amen. Amen. And all you have to do is cooperate with that seed. The word of God. Get it on. The word of God is alive. He speaks. I like it. The, God, the word that God speaks. Let me clarify that. You can read the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the epistles. And that is logos. That is to everybody. Whosoever will read the Bible. Amen. But there is a word in the Greek called rhema. And it is a spoken word. And what happens is when you uh, lay your eyes on God's word, the Bible, and, and see a scripture in there, and all of a sudden there is an explosion of faith that's born and that's birthed in you, that is rhema. That is God's word to you. You put that word in your mouth, and it's the same as God speaking it out of his mouth. Full of power. Full 
of the force of heaven. Glory to God to change things, to change your environment, to change your health, whatever. Isaiah 55, verse 11. I love this scripture. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return void. Hallelujah. But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Hallelujah. And as I was reading it one day, the Lord shared with me, God's word in my mouth will do the same as God's word coming out of his mouth because it is God's word. Hallelujah. Praise God. And see, changes come when you put God's word in your mouth and you release it. You release it. Glory to God. Amen. So shall my word. That word is full of power, glory to God, operative, energizing, and effective. The Bible is not boring. It's alive. And if you think it's boring, you're just not reading it enough. You're not meditating on it enough. Oh, you're reading Leviticus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Get over into the epistles. That's written to the church. Yes. Amen. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Glory to God. And there's some great scriptures. Hallelujah. I love Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all of his benefits. So what that means? If we don't forget, we talk about it. How many of you want to remind people of things? You talk about it. You open your mouth. wonder if we would do that to each other. Hey, Come over here. Let's talk about the benefits. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, all my soul, forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all of our iniquities and heals all of my diseases? Glory to God. The word coming out of your mouth will change things. Some of you have experienced it. Some of you have experienced it in the past, but you're not seeing it in reality now. We've got to get pick it back up. Amen? Amen? Begin to get that fight in us again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was listening to Andrew Womack this week, and he was talking about anger, anger, getting angry at sickness and disease. Angry at sickness and disease. Mad. Mad. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Hallelujah. And, and he said this, this fellow was teaching the word of God. He was preaching one day up on a, uh, a platform like this. And, and uh, you know, he was just mad at, at sickness and disease. It just, just affected him so much. He, he just, ang- you know, the Bible says we can be angry and sin not. Right. Amen. We can be angry at the devil. Right. Hallelujah. We put up with things, and when we get tired of putting up with things, we'll do something about it. Right. Amen. So he, this, this guy got so excited, he jumped off the platform, and there was a lady that was crippled that needed to be healed over here, and, and he missed where he was going to jump, and he landed right on top of her. <laughs> on top of the lady. But they both got up, and she was healed. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> he was mad. I wouldn't want to jump on people ministry, but anyway. 
Hallelujah. God's word, if you will put it in your mouth, will do the same thing when God, when it comes out of God's mouth because his word is alive and powerful. Amen? So what words have we been saying? Words of fear, words of lack, words of sickness, words of defeat. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Hallelujah. And literally, you're either speaking God's word or the devil's word. Amen? You're speaking the blessing or you're speaking the curse, right? Come on now. Look at Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Solomon had some insight into this. He said, you are snared by the words of your mouth and you are taken captive, one translation, captive by the words of your mouth. In other words, what you're saying captivates you. It, it puts you, it confines you and keeps you in that negative condition whatever it might be. And that's why you've got to change your wording and the words that come out of your mouth. David prayed this prayer. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God. Hallelujah. Snared. How many of our, that's our snare. We, you know, we, we get used to saying things that, that, that are non-productive. And Jesus made a comment of that. He said, we're going to be held accountable for every idle, non-productive word that we speak. Thank God for the blood. Amen. Hallelujah, that we're forgiven, that we can ask God to forgive us for those words, that we, we need to negate some of the things that come out of our mouth. Amen? And begin to speak blessing, healing, prosperity. Hallelujah, whatever we need, peace. People are saying, you know, I'm the pastor, so I hear all kinds of stuff. And I hear what you're saying, and it hasn't been faith. I've heard what I've been saying some, and it's not faith. It gets over into hope. Well, I hope it's going to change one of these days. But we're not developed. We've got to get back to that place where we develop our faith. Develop it. Work out. Amen? Just like you're going to a gym, guys. Working on that faith. Making it. Watching what we say. Getting the word of God on the inside of us. Acting our faith. Hallelujah. Again, faith without corresponding actions is dead. Dead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. <clears throat> so Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, I'm not going to read the whole narrative here, but the disciples couldn't accomplish what they wanted to accomplish because of unbelief. And that's what we have to fight against. And the only thing that's going to change that is getting to the Word of God and feeding on the Word of God. Jesus said, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed. you know how big of a mustard seed is? You know, years past, we used to get the mustard seed, glue them on a little white piece of card, cardboard, and pass it out to the congregation. But do you have that much faith? 
little seed. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will think. Is that what that says? What does it say? Say. Amen. If you have faith, in other words, if you have faith, you're going to say. Hmm? And unfortunately, if you have doubt, you're going to say. And you're going to get the harvest of what you've been saying. Harvest time comes. So you are either producing a good harvest or a bad harvest with the words that come out of your mouth. Hallelujah. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain or whatever is in your way, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Do you think Jesus really means that? Yes. Nothing will be impossible. If you get your believing and your speaking right, nothing will be impossible to you and I if we will do that. God cannot control our mouth. We've got to do it. Amen? Or how much we're in the Word. We, have, we are responsible for that. Look at Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Okay, and it goes right along with that. And we should all have this memorized. <laughs> for surely I say to you, whoever. How many of you are a whoever? Turn to the person next to you and say you're a Whoever. Uh, whoever, you didn't know you were whoever, amen. Whoever says to this mountain, and this is a story where Jesus cursed the fig tree and they came back by and it was dead from the roots up. And Jesus said, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. And we read in, in Genesis what kind of faith God had. He said it and then he saw it, Amen. God's word is full of power. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. And that means we have to speak to things. That's right. We have to command. That's right. Hallelujah. Some of you, this is new. You've never heard this before. <laughs> and some of you have been reviewed. Amen. You know, we get a pain and we kind of put up with it, right? And you don't want to say what the Word says about you. You want to say what symptoms is going on. You want to say what your bank account has in it. You want to say about all of the problems. We're good at announcing our problems. Publishing our problems. Amen. Publishing. Where God says we are to not think about those problems, but to even speak to those situations. Well, what happens if I speak and nothing? You keep speaking. You keep speaking. You believe that you have received. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, whatsoever things you pray for. Amen. Desire when you pray. Believe that you receive them. And you shall have them. If you believe that you receive them, then you'll say you have them. And you'll act like you have them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. So we are to say to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, 
And if we don't doubt in our heart, again, that's the problem that we have to get rid of, doubt, but believes in those things which he says. Right, maybe we need to go around and say, I believe I get everything that I say. I believe that I, everything that I say comes to pass. It might change some of the things that you say. Hallelujah. I, I get everything, good or bad, whatever I say. I'm planting seeds, and it's going to come up, and hopefully the bad stuff will have a crop failure. <laughs> we need a lot of crop failures. I'm telling you right now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So God does nothing without saying it first. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at it, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. I don't know if they have that up there. But it says, to be imitators of God as dear children. Hallelujah. Be imitators of God as dear children. That means we can do what God does. We can act like God does. We can talk like God does. And listen, to some Christians, that, that is arrogance. When you're around them. Amen. Because they're used to a bunch of complaining people. I grew up in church. I know what it's like. Testimony night, they would get up and glorify the devil, what he was doing, and they'd say, pray that I'll make it till the end. We need to start glorifying God. I am who God says I am. Come on. A lot of you have been taught that, who you are in Christ. In Christ realities. Declare it. Healing is operating in your body. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it quickens. It makes alive your mortal body. Well, if it makes alive your mortal body, then faith without corresponding actions is dead. What are you going to do? Sit down and fuss about it all day? Or get up and work? Well, you know, it hurts to get up and walk. It hurts to move. It hurts to, to do this. It hurts to do that. Well, listen, corresponding actions, aligning your mouth with the word of God, aligning your body with the word of God. Come on now. Hallelujah. Jesus gave us the example of imitating God. He spoke to the wind and the sea. He spoke to demons. He spoke to fig tree, fig trees. He spoke to dead men. Hallelujah. He is our example, praise God. And the words that we speak are containers. They're either containing faith or they're containing fear. Both fear and faith are a force. And that force will create something that we either like or dislike in our life. So we've got to change that. We've got to have God's creative power on the inside of us that will produce after its kind. Hallelujah. And that's exactly, if you get healing scriptures on the inside of you, you confess healing scriptures. If you act healed when you're sick, when you'll feel like it, well, you're going to get the harvest of healing. Glory to God. Amen. Or prosperity. Well, you guys are good this morning. I hope the second service is just as good. I'm going to ask you, why don't you come back and help, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Everything comes into the tongue or mouth. 
Oh, hallelujah. We've shared this story. I'm sure that uh, even if you go to growth group, that uh, Pastor Judy will share this. But Dr. Cho, yeah, connect group, growth group. We used to call them growth groups, huh? Hallelujah. Okay. Well, I get on you guys because you always talk about foundation when it's legacy. (laughs) Anyway, glory to God. Amen. We're having fun this morning. I'm trying to get the right thing out of my mouth. He spoke to a neurosurgeon, and this is how the story goes. The neurosurgeon says that the speech center in the brain has total dominion over all the other nerves in our body. Our speech center. Don't you think God knew something about that? When he said death and life are in the power of the tongue? And then he goes on. I'm going to read the whole thing. He goes on to say the, this neurosurgeon began to expound their findings. And he said that the speech nerve center had such power over all of the body that simply speaking can give one control over his body to manipulate it in the way that he wishes. He said if someone keeps on saying, I'm going to become weak, then right away all of the nerves receives that message and they say, oh, let's prepare to become weak for we've received the instructions from our central communication that we should become weak. They then, in natural sequence, adjust their physical attitudes to weakness. And if if someone says, well, I have no ability, I can't do this job, then right away all the nerves begin to declare the same thing. They respond, we receive instruction from the central nervous system saying, we have no abilities to give up striving to develop my capacity uh, for capability. But we must prepare ourselves to be part of an incapable person. And if someone keeps saying, I'm very old, and I'm so very old that I'm tired and can't do anything, then right away, the speech central control responds, giving out the orders to that effect. It prepares you for the grave. So what does that tell us? (laughs) We have to become. It has one illustration here. We need to say, come on, us older people, I am young, I am able to do the work of a young person, no matter what my chronological age is. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. I'm young. (laughs) Words of your mouth sets your destiny. Let's look at James chapter 2, verse 6, the Amplified Bible. The tongue is a fire, world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depraving the whole body and setting on fire the will of birth, the cycle of man's nature, being itself ignited by hell or Guiana. Hallelujah. So we've got to train ourselves to speak God's word. Hallelujah. I love all these texts coming over my iPad, guys. (laughs) Alex, you're really busy texting. See, I caught her. I have have the evidence up here. (laughs) 
I know she is. But I'm trying to preach, and I have these. <laughs> Maybe I need to shut my text off. Glory to God. I want to answer you, you know, instead of preach. <laughs> A tissue box cover. Rectangular black wall mount. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, see, we are building our church while I'm preaching. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Things have got to get done. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's fun. Hey, man, it's okay, right? We're family. Thank you, Jesus. Now, where was I? Hallelujah. Okay, uh, Joel chapter 3, verse 10 gives us an illustration. It says, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears and let the weak say what? Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the sick say, I am healed. That's exactly okay. But pastor, I'll be like, no, you're agreeing with God. I would rather agree with God than agree with the doctor. Wouldn't you? Because the doctor can medicate you. He can take care of the pain. But maybe you have a situation that is going to take a miracle, a creative miracle, that only God can take care of. And you need to begin to say, well, God, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Amen. That's what God says about that. Amen. Hallelujah. He bore my sickness and carried my pains, and by his stripes I am healed. Himself bore my sicknesses and carried my pains. Glory to God. I'm healed, thank God. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Thank you, Jesus. So it's absolutely okay. This is a faith refresher. I got to end pretty quick. One last scripture, Romans 4, 17. I love this. Amen. This scripture, as it, is, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Yes. Hallelujah. What isn't existing in your life? Begin to call it as though it exists. Yes. Call good health. Call vitality. Call energy. Hallelujah. And then do something about it. Put your faith to work. Hallelujah. Begin to activate it. With your mouth, begin to do something. Speak it and then begin to exercise. Begin to do something. Begin to move. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But you don't understand. Yeah, I understand what God says. Right? So I've got to put myself in agreement with God says because that's the only way that that merit, well, again, God has different ways. We have the gifts of healings and the working of faith, you know, gifts of the Spirit. But primarily, we are responsible, we're Spirit-filled children of God to get the Word of God in our heart. Amen? I mean, God is so merciful. He put James chapter 5 in there. Call for the elders of the church, and they will pray the prayer of faith over you. Amen. So anointing you with oil, so on and so forth. And there's ways to do things, lay hands on the sick. But uh, that scripture in Mark chapter 16 is primarily for the outreach, the evangelists to go out, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 
Amen, because it says they went forth everywhere preaching the gospel, God working with them. But see, our job as born again, spirit-filled children of God is to get God's word planted in us, begin to say so that we can see, and then begin to activate, begin to move, begin to do something that you haven't been able to do. Amen. That's why a lot of times when we pray for people up front, we'll have them move something that they haven't moved before or just some kind of action of faith that will get them moving and believing. Amen. Because James, again, faith without corresponding actions is dead. It is finished. Glory to God. Amen. Stand with me this morning. We're going to get ready for the offering in just a moment, but I want you to stand up. And I want you to think, go back and listen on this app to this message. And begin, if you have faith books, Bible school students, first year, uh, the second month, you, had, you were taught on, the, on faith. You need to, to feed yourself on that because everything else that happens in life, we've got to have faith. Amen? We are the, we're called the household of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Household of faith. It says we believe and therefore we speak. So never put faith down and say it doesn't work. Develop your faith in God. Have faith in God. Glory to God. Father, I pray over this congregation right now. Lord, that I've said something that will stir them up in the area of their faith. Hallelujah. Because the anointing operates with the words that come out of our mouth. Because Holy Spirit, you are in us. Oh, the greatness of the Holy Spirit. Healing is in us. We've got to let it come forth. And Father, we thank you for healing this morning in this congregation. We thank you for prosperity. We thank you for victory in everybody's life, Father. Family situations, God. Marriages. But maybe there's some incurable things that the doctor has said there's no answer for. It. But God is the answer. But that word is active, full of power on the inside of you and begin to call those things which be not as though they are. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you're here today and you don't have never received Jesus in your life, there is something about being part of the household of faith, the community of faith. Because you have God on your side. God loved you so much that he sent Jesus to the cross to die for you, to pay that price, take that penalty of sin, bore his, your sicknesses, took care of all your sins. The Bible says if you believe on him that, that your sins that are scarlet will be as white as snow. Isn't that powerful? He not only forgives you, but he forgets it. And all we have to do is receive that free gift of salvation. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and we're all going to pray this prayer. The Bible says if we believe in our heart that Jesus went to the cross, died for us, and we confess with our mouth, we'll be saved, we'll be born again. So let's pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me, to die in my place. And Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my heart, come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior. And I thank you for it. I praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.